0: New York City. Welcome to Hot 97's Street Soldiers. The hottest talk on radio. Hosted by Lisa Evers.
1: I'm so glad you're joining us for this episode of Street Soldiers. I'm your host, Lisa Evers. You can follow me on Twitter at Lisa Evers, Instagram at Lisa Evers, and of course on Facebook. Check out my Facebook page as well. And what we're focusing on in this episode is relationships on the rocks, our reality TV shows desensitizing us, both men and women, to actual physical violence, which still in the United States remains a crime. If you physically hit somebody, that's considered some degree of assault, and you can be arrested for that. And yet, in reality shows now, increasingly, we see women being the aggressors. We see women getting involved in physical fights. We see women, as part of the plot lines, throwing drinks at each other, furniture, shoes, all sorts of things. And there are some people in our communities who are concerned that, especially for our younger girls that are coming up, that watch these shows and that emulate the stars, who as they're going through these episodes are always perfectly dressed, perfect hair, perfect makeup, very expensive clothes and and shoes on usually, that it's setting a bad example for our young girls. And October being Domestic Violence Awareness Month, we wanted to focus on this. And then there was another episode that tied in with this. This is a real life episode, not a reality show. We saw recently Basketball Wives LA star Gloria Govan. She's in her house with her current boyfriend, Derek Fisher, the coach of the New York Knicks. And she has an ongoing contact with her estranged husband, basketball player Matt Barnes, because they have uh, two twin sons together. So she's entertaining friends at a dinner in the backyard of her home in California with her two sons there in the house. And Matt Barnes, her estranged husband, barges in and allegedly gets into a fight with Derek Fisher, physical fight, and then spits on his estranged wife. And the kids are there, and we don't know if there were other children there as well. But the fact of the matter was this was reported by many people as if it were just a another episode of a reality TV show, and oh well. But when for children to witness that kind of violence, for women to undergo it, for men to be... Uh, committing it, and it's not just the men, too, because the police, in a previous incident between Matt Barnes and and Gloria Govan, they said that both of them had been physically fighting, but that he seemed to be the one that initiated it, and that's why he was arrested on felony domestic violence charges. So we've got a great panel with us for this episode of Street Soldiers. You can give us your comments about this. Do you think reality shows are desensitizing us to violence, especially relationship violence? And some startling new statistics, too. They say, overall, the problem is getting better in the United States. However, the group most affected are women under the age of 30, by, by far, in terms of relationships and with boyfriend uh, type situations. So hit me up with your comments on Twitter, at Lisa Evers, uh, on our page on Instagram. And let me introduce our great panel that we have to uh, to discuss this this morning. Abdullah Green is a former prosecutor with the Brooklyn DA's office, and she's a criminal defense attorney. Abdullah, thanks for being with us. Hi, good morning. Thank you. We appreciate it. Also with us is Vickens Moskova. He's a male domestic violence survivor and also a former abuser. We're going to hear his story and his tale of what he went through. Vickens, thank you so much for being with us. My pleasure, thanks. We appreciate it. Also with us is Yvette Ato. She's a domestic violence survivor and author of the book, My Life, My Soul. Yvette, thank you so much for being with us. Thank you so much. We appreciate it. And Salai Abrams is the founder of Truth and Reality and she's also a survivor of domestic violence. Salai, thank you so much for being with us. Good morning. Good morning, we appreciate it. Lisa Durden's a pop culture commentator. Lisa, good to have you on. Thank you for having me, I appreciate it. We appreciate it, and also um, Kel Ramos. He's with the Domestic Violence Action Group. His sister was murdered by her ex-boyfriend. Kel, thanks so much for being with us. Mm. We, we, we appreciate it. Lisa, let me start with you on this. Yes. Do you think these reality shows, these images we're seeing yes. now of, of women are really desensitizing us? Absolutely.
2: I, I have a new phrase I, I call, we're voyeuristically violent. I don't even know if that's the real, a real word, where leave violent, when we see people on the Bad Girls Club, when they just fight for no reason, that spills out into the regular society. There was a clip about a girl who was in Brooklyn being stomped and beaten by other girls in the McDonald's. And this is a video going viral. And we thought it was fun. Not me, but our society thought it was funny and OK. You know, the the thing called this this bad girl syndrome has gone way past that film <laughs> that we saw in the 90s. It's gotten to the point where it's dangerous. And we are not stepping up to these networks who are actually perpetuating this. When we see all of the franchises, of the, the Housewives franchises, and we're spitting on people and sp- throwing drinks on folks and jumping across tables and smacking the piss out of people what's going on here and these are women who are old enough to be these women's mothers these franchises are women 35 and over so if they see the example of these women who could be their moms and their aunts beating each other cursing each other out and smacking each other up then they're going to think that's cute it ain't cute so this whole thing becomes uh, almost like a bad dream so this is spilling out into our real society because we're desensitized and it's not being criminalized Salai,
3: hi yeah so I wanted to I mean what we're talking about here is aggressive behavior that's being promoted between women of color that's a separate issue then is domestic violence being normalized and are we being desensitized as a culture because of our viewing habits of reality, violent reality television shows? There is a tremendous amount of research that has been, um, that has come out in recent years, which demonstrates yes, in fact, that viewing mm-hmm. aggressive reality shows does increase ag- levels of aggression in viewers. But what's problematic about the narratives on these shows? is that what it does is that it reinforces historical racial stereotypes about women of color being spe- very aggressive and violent. Okay, and we but just let me just, mm-hmm. let
1: me just jump in right there because but there are even the shows with like Real Housewives right. of mm-hmm. New York which right. is Pretty much an all-white all white cast, cast, right? With yeah. all-white women, th- they're getting into physical fights. They had the season ender where the woman takes off her prosthetic leg and uses it like a baseball bat on somebody. But the majority, so
2: you even have the, the Bachelor, man, but in so terms like the of day to day, I understand
1: yeah. what the, the, but the, the but, theme. But the
3: main, th- but the main storyline for shows that feature women of colors that there are higher levels of Correct. aggression. Okay, and so with that being said, when we look at the fact that uh, when you mentioned the statistic about the le- the leading cause of death for women of color for Black women in America is Femicide, yeah. 15 to 34, that is the highest rate. What is w- femicide? To be murdered by a former or current but, partner. Oh, okay. So additionally, a black woman is two and a half times more likely to be killed by a That's former. That's the number
1: one reason black women die in America is from
3: femicide being mur- that's right from murder. somebody
1: that they once loved mainly or love mainly that's killing ninety
3: right, three percent of it is intraracial so we have to look at the way in which the media is perpetuating these violent stereotypes <clears throat> which leads society to say you know what black women are violent black women black women are hypersexual, black women are gold diggers and they deserve to be beaten because right. in fact if you don't beat them first they're gonna beat you they're going to beat right. you. Wow, that's oh, that's angry. very
1: intense. Yeah. Abdullah Green, the uh, from the legal perspective, with, with the Matt Barnes situation, he had been charged previously with felony domestic violence abuse. Those charges were dropped. What we see on TV, if you hit somebody, isn't that a crime? It is a crime. In New
4: York, it's assault. In most other states, it would also be called assault. And it could even be elevated to a felony. If you use a weapon, that could be elevated to a felony in New York. In the Matt Barnes situations, for example, let's say he was convicted and had an order of protection, and then he bust in. He could just bust in the house without hitting her or anything. That would be in a violation of order of protection elevated to a felony level. So yeah, there are crimes on the um, um, criminal laws on the books,
1: but no one seems to be obeying them. Right? And nobody seems to pay. And they also yeah. say, too, though, people in the criminal justice world are are telling me, and I, and maybe you can help give us some insight on this, that we are seeing more women in the going through the criminal justice system.
4: Yeah, more women now are being arrested for domestic violence. Um, that is true, but overall the biggest perpetrator of domestic violence still, unfortunately, is um, violence of men perpetrated on women. But you do have women who are arrested? Um, indeed, as we have a guest here today but part um, of for that domestic is because violence. Because of
3: mandatory mandatory arrest laws, which means that if you have two people in an altercation, the the police have to arrest both. So that's part of the problem, uh, uh, and why women are being arrested at higher rates. So well, there's in New a York—they'll do an
4: analysis, the primary aggressor analysis. So depending on that, sometimes both of them will be arrested. But I've I've had cases definitely where and, and only, I think only the woman too, because that's what they're only the happened. woman was arrested. But, but, but
1: Abdullah, let me ask you this: as as a professional woman of color, highly educated, very successful, how do you feel? Do you do you feel these stereotypes are are kind of poisoning the minds of people? Oh,
4: definitely. I mean, that's the stereotypes. A, it's so vast when it comes to Black mm-hmm. women. I'm a, I'm an African American woman. I'm a Black woman. It's so vast the stereotypes that are coming at us on TV, in videos, in yeah. shows. Um, we all like to twerk. We all um, <laughs> I do. listen to hardcore rap. <laughs> I have a there's
2: video a opera. time to
4: twerk and there's a time not <laughs> to a twerk, right? <laughs> so it's a whole lot of, st- it's so many stereotypes coming at black women, which in right. turn also gets put on professional, um, professional black women too. Mm-hmm. So sometimes I'm in court and they, they won't think I'm the attorney. They'll, right. excuse me, miss, you know, who are you here for? I'm
1: here
4: for my client.
1: So, <laughs> so why fall else back. am I rolling this bag? Why Here's am my else business I card. If bag? If you, next time you get arrested <laughs> and you need somebody that can win you the case, <laughs> yes. call Abdullah Green. But, the, the, but this also starts, I mean, the, the, the domestic violence issue and with all due respect to what Celia is saying is that those images are very powerful and those stereotypes and that reinforcement something educators tell us about as well and parents are very concerned about but it also is a lot between a man and a woman and what happens and this issue of domestic violence cuts across all racial groups it cuts across all ethnic groups it cuts across all economic groups as well tell us bring us back into the psychology like where was your head at when you were in these abusive relationships
5: um i have to tell you it's it's a strong belief system deeply rooted in religion Um, growing up really really religious and and being forced into gender roles women are supposed to do this men are supposed to do that Um, having a mom that was raised in the 30s she was born in the 30s in the deep south her what she um, impressed upon my sister and I is you know, woman has to learn how to do certain things because a man's not gonna want her unless she knows how to cook and clean. So from a very early age, my self-worth, my self-esteem was always tied into someone else, someone else's acceptance mm-hmm. of me. And if they didn't accept me, I wasn't taught how to accept myself. Mm-hmm. But what do
1: you say to mm-hmm. people you were in, and we appreciate everyone's courage and time and, and, and you know energy just being here and being part of this discussion because it's very important for for pe- for all of us to understand and and for those who are in these situations you were in several abusive relationships yeah. what do you say to people that go how how do you how do you stay why do you stay even though that may not be a valid or or politically correct question that's the question people always seem to
5: ask that's always going to be a question is why why did you stay I can come up with 10 reasons right now as to why I stayed which is similar to why other people stay regardless of whether it's a man or a woman Mm -hmm. you know knowing that men could be abused as well Mm -hmm. I had kids you know, with this, with my abuser. I was raised to be a good Christian wife. And were you a full-time mom? so I wasn't. I had to work. I still had to work. Um, and my focus was on being a good mom, being a good wife. I didn't know how to be just Yvette. And, and how I badly did the,
1: the beatings get?
5: The beatings uh, with the first marriage, the beatings got so bad I was assaulted very badly when I was six and a half months pregnant with twins. <sighs> um, I went into preterm labor and I lost one of my daughters the next day. Oh my gosh. Um, so, so sorry. you know, and I was telling one of Kel that as long as I have to make a seven hour drive to Fort Bragg, to visit my daughter's grave, I am constantly reminded of what happened to me. Granted, it happened two more times. Only thing is, is the second marriage, it was more psychological, more stealth. It wasn't as obvious as, I'm going to hit you. Because Like, like what, when you say stealth? Like what? It was, like it mine was, could, like more like, a, like emotionally abusive or head games? Head games, I'm going to say it's mixed in, it's slowly mixed in with, you know, being that good wife, and this is what married people do without having a real example as to, what a good marriage is. Um, so it was the psychological abuse. It was the emotional abuse. And we te- we still, I'm still making the excuses. I still need to be that good Christian wife. I have this house. I have this husband. I want to make it work. And I, I should be grateful be a, for all this. And I should be grateful. I don't want to go through another divorce. And I had to deal with all of those within myself before I can see my way clear. And while my head is still reeling. I get into a third abusive relationship. Wow. The only thing is is that I saw what was going on. I didn't get out fast enough. Having been assaulted from the first in the first marriage, I have a broken collarbone, it's still mm. broken. Um, that was my welcome home present after I tried to leave husband number one. Mm-hmm. Um, and with the third person knowing what my history is, because he came into the relationship with his own issues that I wasn't really aware of, but aware of the fact that I needed to hurry up and get myself out of there, that, so how did you get yourself out? Because you said you well, were you
1: kind of starting ha- to realize as it's happening, like which was part of the learning process, I think, and is, everything. It's, it's like it wait, wait, mm-hmm. we're going through this. But how did you get out of that third
5: one? I didn't have a choice. After he threw me into a wall, um, put me through a wall, um, I had to leave. I moved out, took my my youngest son, and left. I found another apartment, and with the my faith and a higher power, and the kindness of my friends, because you just never know. Pull your friends on until your back is up against the wall. That they made sure that my rent was paid. My oldest son helped me out financially. We never saw the bottom of my freezer, and I I always look back on that. And this was just a few years ago. Yeah. And to say how far I've come, and I've you know I'm learning. It's still a learning curve. You're gonna keep you know someone that's left just because you say you're survived doesn't mean it's over. It doesn't mean that you're still not susceptible to getting into another it's abusive relationship. It's t- a psychological pattern. It's a psychological pattern to break. And let's
1: talk about that with, with our guest, Vickens Moskova. Tell us about, you're, you say that you are on both sides of this issue.
6: Right, because I believe um, it starts with taking responsibility for how, who you are, how you grow up, and um, wanting to be a better person. So I got into a relationship with a older woman um, that was in between work and everything like that. Um, so when you're in these relationships, um, it becomes a psychological uh, battle almost. When a person's in need um, or whatnot, um, and, and then, she
1: was beating you.
6: Yeah, yeah. It, it got to a point where she was attacking me um, when I would come home late, or when she was mad at me, or all these different things. And it's like, okay, I'm getting beat by a woman, but I'm a man. I'm supposed to take it. You know, I'm strong enough. So it's like you you allow it and you allow it. But then you start going to your family members or your friends, and they're like, why do you got these marks on you? They think it's like a joke. No, like, my sister, she took it serious. She wanted to come to my apartment and, and, like, fight her. I'm like, relax, it's not that serious. You know what I'm saying? And the thing is, is, like, I'm paying for this person to have a place to live and to eat, and she's in between work, so, you know, she's not able to really provide as much. And, like, eventually it becomes a money thing as well where I'm like you know I'm here so it's like double pressures that are coming it's like me going at her her coming at me while at the same time I don't think that we should ever cross the line where we should have to hit people to get our point across mm-hmm. I never watched that growing up Um, so that's not something I grew up with so it's not and also because of who I am I'm not a, a physical I'm not a fighter you know I haven't always been the biggest kid in the room so I, I had to learn how to be use my mind which at the same time when someone's coming at you you want to defend yourself and if you could psychologically get at them they'll become at you even more rough so it becomes like a double abusive thing So
1: so you're so you're living with this woman who's out of work or in between jobs you're paying the bills basically mm. keeping her intact and then she's she's abusing physically abusing you and then what drove you you said you were also abusive at were you abusive back to her or that was self defense or explain that for us
6: Well a lot of like a lot of times I would just leave the apartment um and just find just go to like the hallway stairs or something other than but it started to come to a point where w- when cuz I was leaving she would get even more enraged and mm. start to like come at my back so it become a point where I'm like oh, I'm I'm trying to leave like why are you doing this I'm not I'm not here to fight but it's like when you're not there next they get even more mad so it's like you know you're trying to get someone off of you and leave and do the right thing and it's like if especially if you live in a high-rise it's not a it's not the best place to be fighting at all you know it's right. not, it's fighting at all is not right. You right, know?
1: exactly. Um, no, Well, we, we appreciate, for, for all of you, we appreciate your, your courage in speaking out and, and talking so honestly about this. Kel, tell us about are... your sister.
0: Uh, <clears throat> she, um, she was with a guy, you know, he was lying to her about everything, so everything from day one. And, you know, she decided to look him up, did a background check on him, and uh, came back clean, you know, because one of his lies was his age. He lied about his age. So when she looked that person up with that date of birth that person was okay and two weeks later he killed her you know but oh my god yeah she she um and she
1: had a three-year-old son or daughter no
0: she had she was eight at the time so yeah. now she's 12 she's with my mom but um you know my sister thought that that was a normal relationship it wasn't an abusive relationship none of us me my brother Oh, my sister, we never had a normal relationship. Uh, Relationships were always abusive, you know, that was normal. Just abuse was normal. What do you mean normal,
1: like you saw your parents or you saw your mom? You saw your dad hitting your mom? Or you saw your your mother's boyfriend hitting her?
0: Yeah, and and talking filthy back and forth, and you know, just, it was, I mean, we used to call. Throwing stuff in the house? Yeah, we used to call, it it was a war zone, the house. It was always a war zone, so we would always try to be out in the street. But that was all of us, and none of us ever really had healthy relationships. I mean, I'm, I'm, He's talking about a girl. I, I, I had a girl stab me up yeah. for no mm-hmm. reason. She was from a way worse abusive home, more, way more abusive home than I was. And my and kids this is just mom, considered normal behavior. It was normal <laughs> for a while. But, you know, like, then, you know, my kids were born. So do I want them to go through that type of thing, you know? And, you know, I was doing a lot of drinking and drugs and stuff back then, too. And I, you know, got sober and the AA program. And you have to do 12 steps and you have to, like, you have to do a searching and fearless moral inventory. You have to be honest, you know. And right. I had to see who I was and the things I was doing and why and tell it and, you know, be open and honest about it and start to slowly change. And, you know, the change comes from within, you know. So and then once I started to see who I was, I didn't like it and I had to change it. And the woman that I was with was from a way worse abusive Situation than I was, and um, so she had a good. She could throw
1: stuff too, and ah, know what to do, and yeah, both all those, ways. All those type of things, both ways. But let me ask you this: the um, mm-hmm. what you know, as as we talk about the context in the American yeah. culture, and as we're seeing mm-hmm. it, do you think these realities sh- coming from the background that mm-hmm. you did? Do you feel like these reality shows are normalizing this?
0: I mean, if you if you look at the media and like I guess so-called celebrities as like role models all the time, then probably. But you know, I mean they also reflect society too you know like violence domestic violence has been happening way before there was cable television you know almost four women a day are killed by their intimate partners you know almost four women are killed every day and one man. So, a- and happens. there is
1: a growing number of, according to prosecutors, there's a growing number of of men who are victims of this, right? No, that, as well, I mean, it's a good no, face. not nowhere near to the proportion no, of the numbers near. that women are, but it, right. but it, but it is a growing thing. What do, you, what do you think Can that about? I, Slide, I, do you buy that? Uh,
3: in, and everybody, please feel free to jump in. I mean, in, in terms of in terms of. Yes. Domestic violence is a global women's health issue. 85% of, of victims are women. Um, and this is largely in part due to patriarchy and the fact that in a patriarchal society, women are chattel, shadow and we don't have the same rights. And typically, we do not have the same earning capacity which is a large reason why many women return to their batterers because eighty five percent return because they are not economically self-sufficient so financial literacy is an important part of this but what um... going back to the to, to the question again because i'm so incredibly passionate around about the way in which the media Help support a system of patriarchy and sexism, which promotes gender-based violence as being the norm. I I was tweeting the other day about how um, how uh, how. Domestic violence is so normalized and so misconstrued and misunderstood in our in our culture. It's like white supremacy. It exists everywhere, but people don't see it mm-hmm. until it directly impacts them. So part of the reason, when you look at the judicial so you don't think
1: we were so we you don't think we were sensitized at one point where I mean you you have men that will say you know what I was raised up. No matter what happens, I will never raise a hand to a woman. Period. That's the way they were raised. <laughs> the- and if
3: it and if the woman starts attacking them, they, they leave. Won't they him. walk yeah. out they run out you know the number one the number one predictor of whether or not a man will become an abuser is growing up in a home in which he witnesses his mother being abused it's not about our overall culture of violence so again we have to think about the fact that this is something that is it that it is ongoing and that it while reality television is not a cause it is a reflection so of so you the think way it
1: is desensitizing us we're gonna take absolutely we're gonna take a short break we're absolutely. gonna find out what our guests have to say you're listening to hot 97 Street Soldiers on Twitter at Lisa Evers Instagram at Lisa Evers Facebook too. give us your comments we're talking about these episodes of domestic violence relationship violence whatever you wanna call it intimate uh, partner violence also the images that we see in reality television the gender biases, the racial and ethnic biases that are there, and the stereotypes. Are we just thinking like this is okay? Like you get angry and you hit someone, or you do this and and act that kind of way? What do you think about that? And we'll find out what our guests have to say more right after this. Welcome back to Hot 97 Street Soldiers. Yes, we are on at a new time, Sundays at 7 a.m., each and every Sunday, except on holiday weekends when we're in the all-mix situation, and we love that. But every Sunday, 7 a.m., lock it in here, set your alarm. You know you can set a repeating alarm every Sunday so you don't miss the show. And if you do happen to miss us, you can catch the free podcasts that are posted by our very own DJ Michael Medium here on LisaEvers.com after the show, so you can stay up to date on all these important topics, and also our guests, because so many of our guests have great recommendations, great ideas, great books that they've, many of them have written and uh, resources that might help you because the whole idea is let's just make this whole experience that we're all going through as great as we can for everybody what we're focusing on are these reality TV shows domestic violence October's domestic violence awareness month and with all the hitting smacking throwing things and even just the abusive behavior the the language the shouting the, the emotional humiliation that we see in these reality shows have we become desensitized as a society, as a culture, and especially in certain communities of our communities, have we become desensitized to this type of violence. That's what we're talking about with our guests. Former prosecutor and criminal defense attorney, Abdullah Green. Vickens Moskova, he's a male domestic violence survivor and former abuser. Yvette Ato, she's a domestic violence survivor and author of the book, My Life, My Soul. Um, Salai Abrams, she's with uh, Truth and Reality. She's also a survivor of domestic violence. Lisa Durden, pop culture commentator. And Kel Ramos, are you the founder of the domestic violence? Yeah. Yeah. He founded the Domestic Violence Action Group after... His sister was murdered by her ex-boyfriend. In terms of the slide, do you think images played a role in in terms of what you went through personally?
3: The images, um, well, when I was battered, uh, it was in 1992 to 1997. So it was a very different time mm-hmm. in media. I mean, even when you look at the lyrics, I mean, we had I were wo- I used to work at Def Jam way back in the day, and so. It the, the songs were different. You had Public Enemy. You know, of mm-hmm. course, granted you had N.W.A. and <laughs> Bitches with Problems, but that's a whole different story. And Bitches but, with an Attitude was another group. <laughs> but but um but in terms of for me, what I realized, I did not grow up in an overtly uh, violent home. I grew up in a patriarchal home. Again, and I can't help, I got to keep reinforcing the idea of patriarchy as being the root cause of domestic violence. So, one of the major root causes. So, here I grew up in a home where my father ruled the roost. You did not speak uh, anything against him. Children were to be uh, were to be seen, not heard. My mother, my biological mother, was very feisty, like myself, and she would stand up to him. And they actually had physical altercations. Now, one of my first memories as a child is like Like
1: pushing and shoving or like burning cigarettes on her arm?
3: No, like them getting into a physical fight, my dad having his knee in her back, her face in the carpet, and um, the police coming and removing her. And so what ended up happening was I didn't know that that was domestic violence. I didn't realize that my father being extremely controlling and, um, and psychologically abusive was actual abuse because it was just normal. And so I remember telling his second wife, my stepmother, who was the antith- antithesis of my mother. She was very docile. Everything that he said. So there was never any violence in the home. But I remember saying to her at 15, I will never be a woman like you because I will never marry a man who would disrespect me the way that dad disrespects you. Well, lo and behold, uh-huh. because of my socialization and, and the I didn't psychological even know, patterns that and they the say patterns, we, we adopt. Here from I am home situations. at 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 22 years old, and guess who's in an abusive relationship? Yep. No one believed me because of the fact that I was known as the loudmouth. I was the assertive woman, and because my then partner was seen as the nice guy, when I came forward and told people mm-hmm. I was being abused, they were like. Yeah. No, no, no. I bet you you're the one that's doing it, but I was in fact the one that went to the ER. I was the one that was in fact threatened to be murdered. I was the one beaten while I was 6 months pregnant, dragged around oh, my apartment with my belly out to here being slammed up against the wall. But Lisa,
2: one thing people are not talking about, and I'm gonna get kicked in my back, but I don't have a problem with that. Our first abusers are our parents. That's domestic violence. Let's follow me here. Historically, especially in black homes, but other homes too. This thing in the Bible called "Spare the Rod, Spoil the Child." A lot of can we talk, girl? A lot of people talk about that, and most of us have stories about what we call being spanked. I call it being beaten. Corporal punishment is something that we agree with, and it's not illegal. Like so the Adrian most Peterson of us, case was. There the we switch. go. Okay. So exactly. So most of us come from abusive homes before we have a lover, and our abuser is our dad beating us or our mom beating us, and we even brag, girl. When I was little, I used to get my ass beat my father. <laughs> and they. they think it's cute and I'm like that's not cute so this is what we don't want to discuss because it's a culture that's entrenched in the church and nobody wants to break it so that's where it begins so your first abuser was your mom or your dad and mostly black people say if I don't beat my kids the white man will so they have this thing about slavery and how the the slave master beat us and because we got beaten we were teaching our kids if I beat you first they won't beat you it's just ridiculous if I beat you're going to stay out of prison. So our first abuser is our parent, and not just African Americans, whites and other people. No one wants to talk about that because it's going to uh, cause a, such um, a dissension between this culture that we, we find acceptable but it's because also, it, it's, it, it goes back to the church, it goes back to culture, and we're not only rejecting the culture, we're dejecting the culture.
1: So you're saying it's across the board, but it's especially especially prominent in There's the, the African community. Our
2: reason is more For the historical, yeah. Our reason is more more historical. So when I mm. tell people you abuse your children, they go, no, I spanked them. Yes, you abused them. Let's go with that lady, I forgot her name, I think it's uh, Toya Graham. Toya Graham, the lady who snatched her son up from the street in Baltimore. Baltimore during the riot, Was punching him in his face, grabbing him by his shirt, and kicking his boy in his back, was celebrated by not just African Americans, she was on The View. Oprah gave her a phone yeah, call. Yeah, but a lot of she people... She t- but,
1: but let me just say this to you, a lot of people saw that, and I want get an opinion yes because a lot of people am i saw, going there yes no you're totally there but <laughs> that's where her show is yes we love it the um the, the with her mm-hmm. a lot of people saw her as a mother who yes. said given what had happened right given what had happened she did not want her son she she was saving her son's life by not allowing him to get caught up in that criminal justice system at that particular time where there were so many issues with the police treatment of black males. How so ever, I think however
2: in so, the situation. But a lot of people saw her as a hero. The only one abusing him was her. What do you think no about that? No one was abusing him but his own mom.
1: Abdullah what do you think about that?
2: Well I think, I think it's just a difference.
4: I'm definitely not going to invalidate the way that she feels. You know it's hard to disagree because she's coming from
1: it looked like a spontaneous thing experience. to me. Like, she's just mm-hmm. like, oh, no, not but, my son. Boom. Yeah,
4: mm-hmm. but I think that's all in different parenting techniques. I do think there is a difference. Um, she doesn't differentiate. That cannot Lisa be considered doesn't a doesn't differentiate between <laughs> beating your child spanking like that. And, and beating. So I'm just going to use the word beat oh, since you don't differentiate. Thank you. I appreciate right? that. <laughs> so I think that there's a, I think for me, I think that there's a difference for people who, who, who beat their child and they can be, it can be like overboard excessive i don't have a problem with spanking a child i don't find that abusive um, at all i think that the Adrian peterson case i think that was excessive the child had black and blue marks oh, yeah. and wealth. That's i obvious. think that was excessive yeah, but obvious. i think that when you see children who grow up i was spanked um, i've kind of been branded an abuser before we started the show <laughs> i spanked I, my that was children me. I'm sorry, Lisa. if they needed i, I spanked girl. my children and um i have i have great children and we were spanked and you know, my brother yeah, we were, God bless. I got dad, a beating when sister, I was. 15. They, they, they well, for people. dad's belt, I think that when the right, children in it. those it homes, I I I do right. agree that there are other issues going on in that home when these children grow up to be abusers. It's not simply because my mother beat me, my father beat but me. But the abuse I becomes the abuser. That's why but most people other but when you say I'm you beaten. now
1: because you X Y Z. Right. I'm or is it just a thing I've angled?
4: Because I've already told you this multiple times. Right. Now I'm gonna to have to resort to the right or the left.
2: Probably That's how right. we learn to because abuse because we've been abused handed. by our parents. Disagree. If you're, if the life, I, 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 so I was never abused by my mom. So, I you really believe it starts with a parent? When I was 15, I I, I'm 5'11. I was 5'11 at 15. My mother said to me, Lisa, who spilled the milk in the kitchen? I said, Craig. She said, Can you go get it up? I said, No, I didn't spill the milk. Craig got it, spilled the milk, so he should get it up. She said, Well, if you don't pick up the milk, I'm going to beat you. My mother took a belt. Pulled it out and beat me all over my body at the age okay, of 15 that's abuse. at this height. Uh, I didn't know that. And I vowed that that was different. the last time she was going to put her hands on We're me.
3: conflating two different issues. Okay, two it different issues. Okay, okay, let's But Lisa's yeah. point is
1: that you see it in the home but it starts with the parents and it starts You're the with first the parents it's just, there's this, there's this line start with the violence, violence. So, so, grow think about to that? Be
5: susceptible as a, to that? as a single parent and growing up in an, in, in an emotionally an abusive home it does it can go back to the parents absolutely but it doesn't it, it's me being a single parent I always tempered it with communication all the good things that I wanted to instill in my kids I beep. I spanked my kids I disciplined them I got beat as a kid Okay, my mother beat me. Ironing cord. Any, I'm sure I'm dating myself, but uh, there's a lot of people <laughs> out there that could relate to getting beat with an ironing cord. I chose to be a different parent. I wanted to break that cycle. Yes, I can say my mother was abusive, but I can't change that. I can so only I, change what's happening. You're, going you're not forward. buying this
1: whole thing. It looks like
5: no, because I'm
3: sitting here. I'm like, okay, look. I, I, again stay on topic Our reality shows desensitizing no. us right and we're, what we're talking about here well, we is, can't change what uh, our parents did no, to no, no, us no, but, but in terms up, of where
1: we are all up, are now in 2015 before someone
3: jumps in on me because i gotta get this out what we're doing now is extremely dangerous because what we're t- talking about is the legal definition of domestic violence and the actual movements a uh, definition of domestic violence which is intimate partner terrorism When we're talking about the reason why the whole domestic violence movement was created think back to and I'm dating myself, The Burning (laughs) Bed with Farrah Fawcett. We're talking about people who are living in fear of their lives and who are being psychologically, emotionally, verbally, physically, et cetera, decimated by their partner and who cannot leave because uh, because of the fact that they are most likely to be murdered when they actually do. Right. Now, when we're talking about uh, about being beaten as children, that falls under the legal definition of family violence in some states and in some counties that is considered domestic violence. And I want to go back to Thank Hope you. Solo. When Hope Solo was arrested for the, for the incident with her nephew or niece when who I think was her nephew she was charged as a bet they said oh Hope Solo was arrested for domestic violence. She's a batterer. There are a lot of men on Twitter who are going off saying, hey, why aren't we going after Hope Solo the way that we're going after Ray Rice? Hope Solo's a batterer, Hope Solo's a batterer. And I had to go up on Twitter and and school folks and say, listen, first of all, you've got it wrong. What's happening here is the fact that Hope Solo, in fact, one, is is a victim of domestic violence. She married her batterer. He was arrested prior to their marriage for beating her. Secondly, what happened is the fact that." That she was arrested because the law and the state in which she lived is that they didn't have a separation between family violence and domestic violence. So, yes, she was charged with domestic violence. So, uh, so. So, I'm a
1: little confused.
3: Yep. Okay. Uh, yeah. So, what I'm saying here is this is that, and maybe our, our okay. Abdullah, our attorney. Abdullah, our attorney. You want to explain the difference, or I can continue. Here. But why does
1: it? Ma- but why does it matter? It makes a exactly. difference. But why a does it matter to us? Exactly, it
3: makes to a difference here because of the fact that here you are co- revictimizing a victim. Hope Solo got into an argument, right with her nephew it turned physical now here's the thing intimate partner terrorism or domestic violence is a pattern of coercive behaviors that is used to control and dominate your partner in the absence of a pattern of coercive behaviors what we're talking about is situational partner violence that's why a lot of times why is
1: there even a distinction I don't there, there, understand because Isn't reality a, shows, when we watch reality hear. shows
3: when we watch reality shows <laughs> if we're sticking
2: on topic if we're watching reality shows these people are not domestic partners but we're still seeing violence and that's what the discussion is about it's about that desensitizing us Correct. to all so we'll violence excuse me we'll see we'll see don't the cut root me off of when you see well, the what, what do you say it's a
6: psychological like she mentioned uh, right. white supremacy and everything like that it's a psychological because back in the day the slave master would beat beat the slave and everyone would gather around and watch and over time this got into our DNA of fear, fear, fear so this is a pattern of fear that goes back just a couple hundred years that if we could go beyond these couple hundred years to where we actually came from and who we actually are, we start to get back into matriarchy and we start to forget about patriarchy, which is instilled in us through religion a lot. And we could see even in uh, our schools, uh, our Catholic schools, they beat the kids. They do that. Exactly. That's not the parent. But if that parent eventually, uh, that kid eventually grows to be a parent, that that's religion. But but doesn't it? You guys are bringing up the parent very, allows that. You to guys happen. are bringing up.
1: You guys are bringing up very very deep it's issues all and very profound issues. Yeah. But in terms of like where we are now, mm-hmm. 2015, basically I, we have. The, there's a lot of influences out there. Absolutely. We know that when you want to sell an idea, mm-hmm. you show people. You want to sell a sneaker, you show the hottest person Absolutely. you can find, hottest athlete wearing that sneaker. Look at Empire. You that scene show? in
2: Empire You're where Cookie that? in Empire, season one, when Cookie came out of jail after 17 years, because this is all about reality shows and it's, it's scripted but it's still reality based. Mm-hmm. She came out of jail after 17 years, hadn't been a mom to her child for 17 years. He was two when she went to prison. She goes to the boy's house. He called her a bitch because they had an argument. She took a broomstick and what this grown 19 year old child of hers across his back over his head he was down on the floor he did nothing on Twitter on Facebook everyone thought that she was right because he called her out of her name because she. they felt she wasn't respect. he wasn't respecting her she wasn't respectable so the violence is starting from inside the home and it's not always lover to lover just like in reality shows just, just across a, the board, across the board. and, across board. and as 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 people felt that shows, was fine though. they felt bad. that was okay but does it just and real society but as there far as reality shows go
4: it's really perpetuating i think you know getting back on topic the way women are portrayed on reality shows a lot of behavior is accepted so i'm too old at this point to be influenced by reality tv right. so i do watch the shows and i find them entertaining Jeez. but my small child can be influenced by that show because she's a young girl who's growing up so now she's watching girls on these shows i'm um, taking abuse by by men married to Correct. I'm not saying that she is. I, my daughter does not watch it. I'm just using that as anybody talk. Uh, yeah. Yeah, You're saying if a girl that, yeah, age, that. Like, yeah. if a girl that age, girls so that age, are, girls watching. At age Which watching, a lot are watching. So if girls that age she's watching women being cheated on by their husband repeatedly. She's watching women being cheated on by their boyfriend. And on Twitter and, and on, on wa- Facebook and, she's, and, she's, Facebook, and, and this, on YouTube, this is what, we have TV what videos. they will see. Yeah, so now they begin to see. Look, this is acceptable behavior. This becomes acceptable behavior. They think that this is normal. So if from the TV perspective and constantly looking at it, young women of every color. And it always has an effect worse on, on, on black people. And it always has a worse effect because of our history in this country. They're looking at this and they're thinking, well, this is a normal behavior. If my boyfriend, um, when I was working, this is a classic example. When I was working in domestic violence, we had a sheet that we would ask them about the history of abuse. And we would ask them, how would he strangle you? Both hands um, with, with two hands from the back or from the front. In addition to that, I would ask them because they would say, no, he never strangled me. Did he ever grab you up like with the one hand? Oh yeah. But you see, they didn't think of that as being strangled. In their head, oh, he just grabbed me up by my neck. They thought that being strangled, you had to have two hands. They wouldn't differentiate. They couldn't see that that you were still being abused or strangled if he grabbed and you, you with one hand by like your neck. Yeah. But MR- they look yeah. at this and they see this bad behavior on TV. They think these relationships are normal. Right. In addition to that, if they're in a home that has a dysfunctional home, it's just gonna just influence but, and perpetuate what they see on TV but I but it's not it's and it's,
1: it's not just TV too because if you right. if you look at the it's the it's exactly. also a way to get popular too because mm-hmm. you look at the mm-hmm. videos you look at the like, media take yeah, out, saying, you look at the, the, the DVDs yeah. that used to go out exactly. like the hood, the hood DVDs <laughs> yeah. where the chicks take exactly. off their shirt they're fighting in the bras the in the in the in the courtyard of the project yeah. somewhere World star. and it's like but now <laughs> thank you but now there's like the you exactly. know now it's on websites now it's on Instagram now
4: it's in music it's in music girls are put down in their music I mean this is primarily in black Music. It's hard it's, enough it's as a survivor
5: and being a single parent to raise your kids to be nonviolent when you're still dealing with what they're exposed to, not just on TV, right. but just in leave from leaving right. the house, walking to the train station, going to school. Yeah. it's right. very difficult to so raise your you, kids to be so. Non-violent. Cal-, Cal,
1: as somebody that grew up in a, in a yeah. house with a lot of domestic uh, domestic violence mm-hmm. and, you, and your uh, personal experiences from so many different levels, right. including losing your sister, mm-hmm. that way. The uh, the what do you see? How do we get to
0: this point where non violence is the norm well i just wanted to say park avenue to park bench yep mm-hmm. Yale yep. to jail yep. it's not just the black community we hear about it a lot More. on a lot of the shows and the music and stuff like that it's everywhere mm-hmm. i agree with everything you say lisa but that's a very educational approach most people in america lie. what I your name is not lisa, lisa. That's, <laughs> a lie. that's a lie i'm sorry <laughs> it's a very, but i'm
2: glad thank you all right it's a very
0: <laughs> educational approach it's 100 percent right but most people Myself included, if I didn't have to do the research, You're living aren't going to understand that.
3: That's and that's, why I'm, okay, okay, but that's so why, why I'm on the show talk so it. So, so practical.
1: practical. How
0: do we right now? The solution that I see, and this is what the organization that I represent is about, changing the culture and society, which I've heard yes. a little bit, around violence against women, but men, we have to be more part of the solution. We have to speak out publicly. We have to hold other men accountable. Who do this because it's me ma- it's mostly men who commit these offenses i mean women <laughs> right. do commit the offenses don't get me wrong they do and it's happened to me too, some uh, you know, sometimes. But I would never, I would have never reported it. But how do we,
1: how do we get this, this non-violent message We We also have we to teach our daughters. It, uh, yeah, we got
6: to get it solved because it the effect of all this is broken, broken down families and households, broken relationships, so and broken to, society. we have to we have get back dust. to a maturity where the mom can start teaching a daughter. It's not about you have to wash a dish, you have to be that. It's like what you're the leader of the household. You're the, you're the business owner of this household. Mm-hmm. The man may bring in some cash, if that. These days, the women are bringing. And the money so it's not even about that is we have to teach each other how to intermingle and have proper relationships that are healthy because we mm-hmm. can't be thinking right. that someone says something yeah. and we could just say something irrational or negative and be putting someone down and down and down because we have, do have to teach children
4: self-respect and self to
5: start yeah. taking responsibility because a, gr- a woman a girl's first exposure to the male species is her father mm-hmm. right. and we need more more dads out there to start not just because I have a son, I'm going to be in my son's life hmm. when he has the daughter over here in the mm-hmm. corner. But to we show need, a daughter what, need, what, need, what, we, a what, man what a man what a real is is man what a man is and how a, a man wanna, is supposed to treat right. and bring I back just the home. Bring what back, Kel back
3: said, back said about okay. the family, about the high, right. about the about you know taking this very intellectual approach. Is that one truth and reality was founded to change the media depiction of women of color and reduce the acceptance of gender-based violence in the black community. We are not, ju- part of what I do is educate by going on programs and talking about the issue and dissecting it. But what we do programmatically is we go on college campuses and we do media liter- race-related media literacy programs, which teach y- young consumers to be able to dissect what they're watching, to say, look, we have a media advocacy toolkit on our website, truthandreality.org, where you can download it for free. Get together with a group of your peers and watch a reality show. And I want you to count the number of times mm-hmm. that you see verbal aggression. Mm-hmm. Count the number of times that you see physical aggression or sexual coercion. That's we great. have events like 99 Seconds, which teach about the way that the media is using domestic violence and sexual coercion as entertainment by showing a clip and doing a, an event with survivors so that we can get people to really start changing s- their perceptions. Uh, okay, and, 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 their and
1: it has and, to and begin you know, at the have, home. We, we need to we need to. Act has Honestly, to begin at the whole follow up to this whole show because yep. this, this it always comes back <laughs> to this whole issue <laughs> that in America too overall yes. and obviously in the African American community because yes. of the history in America these resonate there's a even deeper resonance and more more urgency to this issue is that violence is the number one entertainment in America exactly. across the board whether it's yep. video Period. games yep. movies yep blockbusters, yep. period, and that, okay. that's, yep. uh, that that's something we'd have we'd have to talk about again. But I want to thank all of you so very oh, much you. for it was great. for being with us on thank this you. episode of Street Soldiers. Attorney, uh, criminal defense attorney Abdullah Green, former prosecutor, Viggins Moskova, male domestic violence survivor and former abuser, Yvette Ato, she is the uh, domestic violence survivor and author of the book My Life, My Soul, Salai Abrams. The website, I'm going to tell because you were t- talking about those downloads, TruthAndReality.org, and for everybody that always hits me up on twitter and the gram talking about the media the media the media <laughs> check out the website okay because this when we actually start looking at yep, what are yep. we really watching yep. it's uh it's very important lisa durden pop culture commentator thank you so thank much for you being so much. with us And also, Kel Ramos, Domestic Violence Action Group, we thank you so much for being with us. And uh, thank you all for taking the time. We really, really appreciate it, it. Thank you. And also, I just want to give you a quick heads up. Um, There's a, a scam that's been going on for a while, but it's really been hitting a lot of the seniors in our communities and across the United States, actually. It's called the Jamaican Lottery Scam. People in the United States sell names of people, predominantly elderly retirees with big bank accounts, to these brokers, uh, and the brokers sell them to people in Jamaica. And they're actually, people in Jamaica, there's call centers. They call them. It's like the Nigerian letter email scam where they go, you won money, but you need to send money in order to collect the jackpot. And they prey on people that maybe are not at their full mental faculties. Or There was a man with Alzheimer's in Tennessee that committed suicide because his family was trying to get him to stop the calls. And we posted it on LisaEvers.com. And you, you can check out the story there. I talk with the Jamaican police as well. And it's, it's very big crime business. Now, last week in Jamaica, there was uh, six people of one family, three women and three men who were killed behind this whole issue. But it's a good time just to check with the the people in your family and in your neighborhood, the elders, and make sure that they know that if somebody calls them and tells them they want something, first thing they should do ASAP is hang up the phone. And also, uh, seriously, and, you know, if they're not capable of doing that or whatever, get the number changed for them or put a block on it or whatever, because, you know, a lot of our our seniors are are not too comfortable doing those things. And also make sure you come out to the circle of sisters It's circle of sisters weekend. I'm very proud once again, to be out there for an event with hot 97 WBLS, the MS New York family hosting a panel on Rikers Island reform with Coba, Nor- Norman Seabrook. There's going to be people from all different perspectives. So come out team Lisa will be out there in full force Javits center this afternoon at one o'clock for the circle of sisters. So make sure you check that out. And I want to thank everybody. On my team, our program director, Pio Farrow, our general manager, Dion Levingston, my executive producer, Tone Capone, associate producer, Rose D, assistant producer, Mia Bell, and uh, on the boards, the one and only DJ Michael Medium, digital assistants from TJ Charles. And remember, check me out on the Fox 5 News at 5, 6, and 10. You can see the stories that matter to you on lisaevers.com we post them there we also post the street soldiers podcast the free ones and i know the 7 a.m is a stretch for a lot of people but please spread the word because uh it just keeps growing and growing and you know hashtag can't stop won't stop we thank you for your support you're what keeps us here on the air getting the word out to the community so have a great day oh yeah you know twitter instagram facebook google plus the whole nine have a great day remember use your mind it's your best weapon i hope it's your only weapon i'm lisa Evers. Push for peace.